From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is the Joe Hoff Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, wherever you might be. Appreciate you uh, listening in today on the Joe Hoff Show. We've got another great show lined up uh, again ahead of us here on this Thanksgiving week in the U.S. Lots to be thankful for uh, and uh, lots of work to do. I think that's probably the name of this uh, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. President Trump came out yesterday with the uh, his uh, announced uh, the results of his medical report. By the way, he uh, it went pretty well. Uh, his uh, his uh, physician, who's apparently been with him for some time, says this. He says, "I'm pleased to report President Trump's overall health is excellent. His physical exams were well within normal range, and his cognitive exams were exceptional." In addition, his most recent extensive laboratory analysis remains well within normal limits and was even more favorable than the prior testing and some of the most significant parameters, most likely secondary uh, to weight reductions. So congratulations, President Trump. Of course, he cannot pass a medical. And we all know that uh, Joe Biden cannot. So there you have it. And uh, there it is. And that is the news of the day here at the Joe Hoff show. Yeah, amazing stuff. Um I just saw a piece uh, before coming on the show it's from Sky News in Australia and these people were showing Joe Biden the other day on uh, at the tomb of the Un- unknown soldier and he, he lays a wreath and he gets lost. He do- he has no idea what to do. This guy uh, this soldier kind of l- l- moves his arm off to the side as if to suggest uh, go this way. He turns around, stumbles around. He doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't know where he's supposed to go. And this is Joe Biden. And 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 I thought these individuals on Sky News had some great points. It's like, if you want to destroy a country, you put a clown in as their, as their president. Just an absolute clown that everybody knows is incompetent. And uh you you by that you you make fun of the people uh within that country. You you demoralize them, which is uh, the communist way, which is absolutely what China is doing in our election process, in our in everything. And um, and anyways, yeah, you end up with a Joe Biden and somebody who's controlled by China. And so this is uh, this is America today. It's pretty sad state, pretty pretty sad state. We've got a foreign policies that are that don't make any sense and. Um, and just terrible, just terrible results uh, over the Biden years. Lots of death. I had, I was, I was writing about this this morning. I put it up at uh, JoeHoff.com, a website that I've been running here to be able to share very uh, videos, interviews, and and stories of the day, and thoughts. And and it just really hit me about uh, this this Biden regime. Um, I had uh, Michelle Bachman on on this show some time ago representative former rep for about 10 years out of minnesota super uh woman conservative strong outgoing so smart and now she's dean at the uh, school of government at regent u and she uh, said this she says uh, after this was after the fall of afghanistan she said you know the biden uh regime or the biden administration is the administration of death and i just thought oof that's a, that's a powerful statement. But when you think about it, in Afghanistan, 
we walked away from this country, handed it over to the Taliban, a terrorist regime, horribly, horribly uh, violent and uh, and frightening regime. We left people there that had helped us that we knew we were gonna weren't gonna make it. Uh, we knew they were gonna be slaughtered. Uh, there were even even before we left, there's a U.S. helicopter flying over uh, the city uh, where the uh, U.S. is trying to get out of, and with a with a, an individual hanging uh, that that they're showing to the entire population. Hey, this is what's gonna happen to you if you get out of line. And at the same time, the U.S. was was leaving. You can see, remember all those videos of planes taking off, people on the runway trying to catch the plane, people falling from planes. They were able to catch it and uh, uh, to their death. And, and they would rather do that than stay uh, with the Taliban. So it just really showed what uh, Biden did there, uh, the the administration of death. And then, then we jump into uh, Ukraine. And I put up a piece this morning too. Somebody uh, wrote this at a, a website talking about the Ukraine and Russian war. And the site is antiwar.com. And it was really a pretty excellent piece talking about now here we are a year and a half after the start of the, the violent war within Ukraine, Russia's uh, invasion in the, uh, in the Western uh, portions they've already taken over crimea under the obama years uh, now they went after parts of the west and with the with the uh with their their re rationale being that they're trying to protect the russian speaking people on the west from the nazis on the east and uh, that's why they invaded there was other reasons as well they didn't want ukraine to go into nato and they were and and ukraine was flirting with that so they so they invaded this section and uh lots of lives have been lost and biden even 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 as it started people were saying there could have been a, a peace peaceful agreement to end any of this uh stuff but the biden administration forced uh ukraine to stay in the war hoping to hoping to destroy russia uh, the authors go on to say that now Russia is just as strong, if not stronger. Oil prices have gone up. They've made a lot of money. All this really due to Biden's policies of cutting off the drilling in the U.S., which is killing U.S. taxpayers, U.S. families, especially this Thanksgiving. You can see the, the cost of food on a typical Thanksgiving table has gone way up. But anyways, uh, so for a year and a half, uh, the U.S. supports this this violent war in ukraine and at the end what do we have we've got uh nothing's really changed nobody's gained anything and and uh thousands and thousands of uh, ukrainians and and russians have lost their lives lost their limbs uh, the uh, country's blown apart and the environment's been uh just severely damaged so that's the result of biden's policies that's more the uh, policy of death and now we're we're seeing Biden trying to uh, insert himself into the war between Israel and Hamas, and and uh, Biden, uh, you know, is it wants wants to come back to some sort of peaceful agreement, despite Israel saying, "Hey, these these people invaded and attacked us and 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 killed fourteen hundred innocent people." They've uh, They've injured others and kidnapped over 240. And you're wanting us, Joe Biden, to just stand and say, this is fine. 
this is okay. Now uh, Israel says uh, no, no thanks. And I saw that uh, Biden has given Iran another ten billion dollars last week, and uh, there's a. I suspect that that was uh, a ransom uh, for for some, probably not even all of the individuals that have been kidnapped. We know that some of these individuals kidnapped have been just beaten and beheaded. Uh, we know that from uh, uh, for, for already. It's just a horrible situation. And Biden's inserting himself, and he'll just make it worse, prolong it, can, 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 you know, continue with the uh, the death of the Biden regime. In addition to that, we've got abortion and how the Biden regime's trying all they can to, to you know, to increase abortion. Uh, they were, you know, they were they they were shocked uh, by the ruling by the Supreme Court stop abortion, and then and then what happens is uh, so they so they continue abortions, paying for abortions in the military, and. As a result, one I'd say one of the most, maybe the best U.S. senator in in all of the Senate, former Auburn football coach Tommy Tuberville, who's on this this committee that approves of individuals that are being promoted in the military and Biden's military, and he is blocking everyone. There's like 300 people now that he's blocked, and he says, as long as you pay for abortions in the military, I'm not letting any of these people through. And I say, thank God, because you know these are some of the craziest, most liberal, most anti-American radicals that you could choose to run our military, probably anti-American. These are people that would uh, use our military against us. So thank you, Tommy Tuberville for standing up for the American people. So uh, wherever you turn, uh, there's death in this administration and the promotion of death and the promotion of the destruction of the human being, uh, pushing this trans agenda, uh, pushing uh, the child pornography in schools. This stuff we've never seen before. This is new levels of, of anti-American, disgusting uh, corruption. This is as if China's running the show, trying to destroy America. And and another piece I, I, I put up this morning, JoeHoff.com had to deal with the, the fentanyl coming into the U.S. and how China's behind it. They, they, they are pushing this fentanyl. Uh, Gordon Chang, who's been on this show, shared and wrote this piece. He says, this could end. This could end immediately if uh, China wanted it to. But they don't want it to. They want to keep poisoning America and killing our children. And I'm telling you, uh, I know I've got a really good buddy whose son uh, died due to a fentanyl. And uh, it's a real sad situation. My buddy's, you know, cried for months uh, as he found his son uh, who had died as a result of this terrible drug. This is China pushing this poison into our, into our society. It's horrible. I talked to a guy who's a, a, uh, uh, like a recovery expert helping, you know, really high level uh, clients in, in, in finding recovery. And he said, yeah, this fentanyl, this is not an accident. This is China trying to kill Americans and it's working. We've got 70 some thousand that died last year, more than all the, all the men in the military that died in Vietnam. This is this in over years, maybe eight, 10 years, this is unbelievable what's going on. And and China could stop it, but they've even helping build uh, labs on the, uh, in Mexico to help create this fentanyl that they send to the U.S. That's basically poison. It's in, in some instances people take it and they die. So pretty scary stuff that's going on. It's uh, 
in the U.S. Good news is in in uh, Argentina over the last couple of days, they've elected a new leader. They use paper ballots there. This new leader is a conservative. I've seen some of his speeches. They're in they're in uh, Spanish, but uh, if if uh, translated properly, I, one of his speeches he says, "I don't want any sheep." We want. I want lions. We need lions uh, to fight these radical socialists. He calls them. He says these people. You cannot give them an inch. They will kill you. And he and he calls them. He just calls them names and just like these are disgusting people that we need to stand up to. And he won in a landslide in Argentina. And I've been there. I've been to Argentina, and it was. Uh, it was a poor country, but at one point it was a very, very wealthy country, one of the top economies in the world. And uh, these radicals came in, took over the country. There's a, there's a, at the time, this is almost 20 years ago, I was told the Western half of, of Argentina was ran by the mafia, basically. And the Eastern half was just, you know, absolutely poor. Government was, 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 was hurting the economy there. And so, that's what happens with socialism. They destroy uh, strong economies. They destroy countries and people suffer. And like this guy I heard him say in, a, in an interview, he says, if government doesn't make anything, whenever they try to do so, produce anything, it's always a, an absolute failure. They need to get out of the way and, and allow people to produce and, and, and companies and individuals and, and just get out of the way. And that's how, that's how you build a strong economy. And uh, he, you know, Joe Biden needs to be listening to this. Of course, he won't. But this is this guy's a big fan of President Trump as well. So a lot of Americans are really happy about that over the last few days. So something certainly to be grateful for there. Anyways, we've got a great guest coming in to join us today. Brandon House who's with Lindell TV and his own TV. He's been around in the industry for years and a real gr great, uh, good man, Christian man. And he'll be joining us here on the Joe Hoff Show right after this break. TNT Radio's Rick Munn. I'm looking also at South Africa in terms of uh, ESCOM, which is a company that we have talked about a lot here. That's the South African electricity provider. ESCOM has posted a massive 24 billion rand loss for 2022-2023 financial year, exacerbated by a huge escalation in load shedding, which is basically blackouts, for want of a better expression, mounting municipal debt and skyrocketing losses due to criminal activity. That's both within the company, I would say, and outside of the company. The group presented its first full year financials for the 12 months ending 31st of March on Tuesday. It said the year was characterized by a significant deterioration of performance, including a steep decline in energy availability of 56%, down from 62%. So half the country are having difficulty getting any electricity at all. And most places are undergoing what's called uh, load shedding, which means for up to 10 hours per day, you could be disconnected from the electricity supply in South Africa. Locked and loaded with Rick Munn on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Take us back in time. And who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor to the President. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming President of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion 
to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone Road. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat. People will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The fall of deceit at SalemNow.com. It sounds pretty good. It's it like, sounds real, it's dude. Not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Mm. We are back. This is Joe Hoft on The Joe Hoff Show. Thanks for listening in. I hope you like our background today that's uh this the uh, city uh skyline of of the city of miami so down here in southern florida it's it's more than appropriate to share that and what a beautiful day we have here sunny uh some guys out surfing this morning not too bad nice weather getting ready for thanksgiving here in the u.s of a thanksgiving of course is thursday and everybody knows that uh that's the day that you uh, eat a lot of food and especially turkey and then for years we'd all go back go into the living room at least the men turn on a football game usually kind of a boring game because the Detroit Lions always uh, sucked but they seemed to always play on Thanksgiving it was tradition maybe the Cowboys as well but the Cowboys were always pretty much pretty good team and you'd fall asleep at least the elderly gentleman certainly would fall asleep during the game and we always wondered why it was a lot of food that was usually consumed but it also was the turkey so there's something in the turkey that makes you a bit sleepy so um, do not uh go i guess drive long distances after having a nice uh turkey feast uh, in the united states it's amazing that's what we have turkey ham usually some type of uh mashed potatoes stuffing and uh corn and um and anyways all sorts of uh stuff going on the um that's uh very very good the um 
we're trying to get a hold of uh, Brandon House. He's uh, he's reached out and has asked the studio to give him a shout. So if you could do that real quick, maybe you can try to reach him on Zoom. He's having some some technical difficulties on his end. So see if you could do that. In the meantime, lots to cover here, especially about Turkey Day. There's also a lot of sports this weekend, which we'll be watching. But um, yeah, looking forward to having a lot of food. My wife said something like, there's a, you know how you have in the U.S. you have to change your clocks every half year, and so they say, you know, move your clock. Remember to move your clock forward or move your clock backward. Well, on Thanksgiving Day, there's a new slogan: move your scale, up, you know, lower uh, the day before Thanksgiving, so that you're not shocked after your big turkey meal. So I thought that was kind of funny. Anyways. Um, yeah, we're going to try to get Brandon House here on the show. and There's a lot going on there. I'll uh, continue with some of the stories of the day right now. There's uh, one thing that came out yesterday that my brother Jim was a part of was Laura, Lara Logan came out with her third documentary, documentary on Ray Ops. And she talks about she's been doing this series on January 6th. And it's becoming more and more and more apparent that January 6th was a setup. We knew this from the start because because we you know I kept track of all the Trump rallies before the 2020 election, and we saw 1.1 million people at his rallies compared to Joe Biden's less than 2,000 people. And I write about this in my first book and my maybe every book I mentioned this uh, on the steel. I've got three books on the election steel, Volume One, setting the stage where I mentioned about the rallies. How is it that Joe Biden can't get 2,000 people at the rallies, yet he somehow gets 81 million votes more than anybody ever? How is it President Trump gets 1.1 million people at his rallies, breaks the record for the most votes ever by five or seven million votes, and somehow um, this uh, this this election is stolen from President Trump with Joe Biden getting 81 million votes. It doesn't make sense. It January 6th doesn't make sense because it was a, there was violence there and we never saw one incidence of violence in all of the Trump rallies in 2020. So something was definitely up and Laura Logan's getting to the bottom of it. Um, we're going to take a real quick break here, see if we can reach Brandon House and then we'll be right back. So hold on tight. We'll be right back here on the Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio Live. <laughs> Really big, 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 big. The biggest breaking news story. Big, gigantic, big, enormous. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Elon Musk's social media company X sued Media Matters for America and one of its staff members Monday over an investigative report that progressive watchdog organization published saying Nazi content ran on the X app alongside advertisements from major corporations. Forum for Democracy Party leader Terry Bidet was hospitalized on Monday evening after he was hit in the head with a glass beer bottle in the cafe in Groningen. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. Hey, we are back on the Joe Hoff Show. Thanks so much for listening and being here today. Really appreciate you. And really appreciate uh, my guest who's joined today, Brandon House. Just a 
A good man, always dresses very nice. And I was thinking about you, Brandon, before he came on, I thought he's going to be wearing a vest. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't, I think I have a vest to a tuxedo that I own. That's the only vest I own anymore. I used to have a lot, you know, suits with, with the vests and used to wear a lot of suits, various jobs, but don't have so many anymore. Anyway, she looked great as always. Thank you. Thank you. I probably have too many vests, but my wife, my wife is, uh, a great uh, shopper for me, but she she does do a great job, and I happened to meet her recently here at that Lindell event in Springfield. So as well as your son. So and yeah. by the way, you sent me that uh, nice picture of your son meeting President Trump at Mar-a-Lago. That was pretty impressive. He must have been yeah. thrilled. Well, that was his second time, believe it or not. He's actually met Trump now more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and more than me, and more than me, I've met, uh, I've shook Trump's hand once and seen him a few times in person, but but was in a crowd. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we went down yeah. there for uh, to produce an interview with President Trump and and uh, Mike Lindell two years ago. Exactly, two, it was two almost two almost two years to the day. And so I was asked to go down and produce another interview between President Trump and someone else who they'll be announcing soon. And I said, guys, I'm just way too busy with all the television, but I'll send my son and two of my guys. So I sent those two guys down there and they were they were um, went down there. They, they were actually got to see more of more of Mar-a-Lago than they did the last time. When we were there we uh, two years ago, we were there on grounds for 11 and a half hours between setup wow. and waiting and interview. Um, but this year I said, did you see anything new? He said, oh, yeah, we pretty much could go anywhere. He said. It was amazing. They just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so he said, we went around by the pool and we looked at this and that. And he said they had a really good time. And President Trump was very relaxed. That was what he said. He said he was super relaxed. And you wouldn't think that's that amazing. with, all this, going, with no. all this going on in his life. But they said, yeah, he was very relaxed, just very chilled. Yeah, I've had uh, Liz Har- Harrington on the show. And uh, she's uh, she said the same thing. Basically, he's pretty laid back, pretty relaxed. He's yeah. handling all this, you know. And, you know, um, somebody, I was with uh, somebody recently, and they said, well, President Trump said the two things that mean the most are your health and your family. And if th- those are the things I worry about. The, the, everything else wow. is just, you know, just uh, Background you know, nothing noise. really. <laughs> yeah. And he's and that's how he's handling this. It's It's amazing uh what's what's going on with this guy so what do you what do you think all these cases brandon what do you what do you think's going on and how are they going to end up you know they thankfully the supreme court of minnesota and in michigan and in colorado all of these courts or judges have knocked down that they can't you know keep him off the primary ballot so i think this is all good news uh we had a judge recently uh judge totenberg out of georgia uh, and a decision said that if you question these machines, you are not a conspiracy theorist. That's what she said. You're mm-hmm. not a conspiracy theorist if you question these machines. With good reason, these people question these machines. And she was talking about the issue of paper and paper ballots and the ability to track. And um, that was Judge Totenberg. Many people might know her sister, Nina Totenberg, from NPR. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Judge right. Totenberg is a... Uh, is a you know right winger if you will at all and she's but yeah. yet here she's saying what so many others on the other side have said there's an issue with these mm-hmm. machines there's a concern and you know we just had this victory in argentina and i don't know if you yeah. know the judge down there that ruled about the machines did you know that no i didn't know that 
Yeah, there was a judge in, uh, I think it was in August. There was a judge, it's a, a female judge, that um, was talking about these machines and how atrocious the organization of these elections were using these machines. And there was a lot of paper ballots being used in this last election. And I, I, we bought, brought up some of those articles last night on the Lindell report with Mike Lindell. And, the, and it was the, uh, I think it was the Buenos Aires uh, Herald. And they were talking about all the paper ballots that were being used because of this judge's ruling back in August about these machines. And guess what? The, the, the anti-globalist leader won the election. Mm. So the that's great. Is, no, he, he sounds great. Yeah. The paper ballots is, you know, it, it, it's it's the way I think to have a secure election that's audible and not manipulated. Mm. You'll always have some fraud. I don't care what you do. You yeah. always have some fraud, but you won't have enough that will tilt the election, I don't think. You know, so so we've got a great ruling by the courts in Minnesota, Colorado, Michigan. We got a great ruling by Totenberg, at least in her in her mm. paper. She wrote, you know, you're not a conspiracy theorist. You've questioned these machines. Now that's headed for an actual trial that is yeah. uh, on January 9th, January 9th of 2024. Mm -hmm. And then we have at the New Hampshire Supreme Court, are machines legal in New Hampshire? Now that case has been, been worked on for three years. And we had the gentleman on the other night who's arguing the case, who is a constitutional scholar. He's not an attorney. But he's quite frankly smarter than most attorneys I've ever talked to because he understands the Constitution. He's obviously a very brilliant man. And he's argued this for three years, and he'll be taking it to the New Hampshire Supreme Court on November 29th, Wednesday, November 29th. Are the machines legal in New Hampshire? And is the is the way the machines are counted legal? In other words, in, their, in the Constitution, you cannot pass off as the legislature certain rights to some other agency to carry this out for you. And so um, there are several arguments being made, and that goes before the New Hampshire Supreme Court, November 29th. And then we'll follow that up with January 9th, 2024. So we got some good, good things in the works. Well, that's that's amazing stuff. Uh, the New Hampshire, I wrote about the New Hampshire audit in my third book on the steel. That was one of the biggest. Uh, I don't know how to say it with, without cussing. It, it's one of the one of the biggest messes I've ever seen. And and I, being a former auditor, you know, done audits around the world. They uh, they what they found ahead of time was that there was like in 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 one uh, county or whatnot, there was these machines, and in every machine, the Republican was down three hundred votes just to start off. So, wow. so they uh, petitioned uh, the Senate, et cetera, and they finally uh, got uh, got the Senate to say, "Sure, you can move ahead." So then uh, they picked these three individuals to do the audit, and they were just three of the worst people you could ever pick. Two of them, at least two, maybe all three, were were uh, appointed to positions by Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. So you know, you just immediately were like, "What's going on?" And then uh, they come in. Two of them leave. The one guy, Harry Hursty, sticks around. And oh, he's yeah. a chunky guy from like Norway, Norway, right? And he got came in. He uh, it's during COVID, so he's wearing a white mask. He takes his jacket off during the uh, audit, and no, the other two guys split. He's looking at the machines, and, and if you talk to any IT specialist, they'll tell you you run a snapshot of those machines without them knowing. That's what you work on over here. You don't touch those machines. That is off limits. You you touch the software inside and grab the entire, you know, snapshot of the entire system. 
Anyways, he's tearing at these things apart, looking like a mechanic. He eventually takes his jacket off, takes his tie off. Then he takes, he didn't wear a vest, but he takes his uh, shirt off, down shirt. He's got a white T-shirt on with this white mask on, on national TV because this thing's being live streamed. Oh, and wow. uh, it was just like, just it just totally just a, a mess. And um and eventually, then he rules that oh, the reason the machines, uh, you know, had these this error was because of dust. That and, oh, they, and he made God. thousands of dollars. Yeah, and I, I just I had to show a picture of him in my last book. I only have a couple pictures in the book, but I had to show Wasn't this one of him. Wasn't he accused of erasing some machine? Was he accused of erasing some cards? Uh, maybe or maybe even found something years ago. He was one of the first guys 20 years ago to kind of see these machines are broken. So that's how he started off. But now he's just, I don't know. Yeah, but I what think somebody up in New Hampshire, I think uh, up in New Hampshire, someone accused him of uh, erasing some cars or something. I know that during that audit, maybe, maybe because, you know, people are watching this guy wander around and the other two guys split. They never, they never even showed. And then they came out this report. It was just unbelievable. So that was New Hampshire. So it'd be great to see something there. As far as the, this Totenberg, my, my thoughts, I I'm sorry, I'm pessimistic because she was so nasty after the election. She had this case that where she actually brought in uh, this guy from university. Holderman. Of Michigan. She, and she wouldn't, she wouldn't release Holderman's report for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that? Even the CISA came in and wrote a report on it. And that's what I used in my book. If you want to if you want to talk about the machines, go to the government's own report and where they reported yes. what Halderman said. And and the professor comes up. They're not secure. And I, yep. I you know, I mentioned this. You can't use a, a system that's not secure, not in the corporate world. That thing shut down and, and pushed over here. And then you got to figure out what's been tainted in your in your records as a result and uh you'd never use it if you found out i have that report secure. printed out i have it printed about that thick and i have it in the next room i, I just had it on my in my hand on sunday going through it again wow. and it's just shocking you know what is in there and then you think wait a minute yet mike lindell's the one being sued for eight billion dollars i mean for yeah. for what i mean look this report by the by the professor is pretty yeah. cut and dry yeah, and 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 the government backed it up. The CISA, the CISA, said, "Yeah, this." Uh, they came out with their own report saying, but then they say at the end, "But there's no evidence that be, that anything was wrong in the Georgia election of 2020." They, these machines are totally a joke. But then they had to put that caveat in there. Based on what I don't know. There's no exactly. to me. There was no testing at all to determine if that was the case. I think that was just inserted to try to give people this comfort that yeah, these systems are broken, but but they but don't worry uh, with those security issues, etc. Not not to worry. Nothing was done. It's like what, you know, what crazy. It was are, crazy. The American people are waking up, and it just seems like we get a little bit of something, you know, little good news, and and now it's starting to to really culminate into a society, actually a world that's awake. You think about what's happening in Spain with the uh, protests yeah. in the streets there, the anti-globalist protests there. And of course you'd have their leader, uh, the leader of the conservative political party was shot in the face a week ago, Friday night. Now many are accusing Iran of being behind that, but you have that going on in Spain. You have uh, what just happened in Argentina uh, with the election of the anti-globalist, you have the American people now more aware of globalism, socialism, 
you know, cultural Marxism that we've ever had. I've been doing this 33 years. And I held my first seminar with about 12, 1500 people in Minneapolis, St. Paul in November of 1997. And we had a whole hour of the two day session. I had a whole hour on cultural Marxism and the Frankfurt School, November 1997. Nobody wanted to talk about cultural Marxism. The Berlin Wall had just fallen a few years early. Why is this guy want to talk about cultural Marxism with us? Now everyone's talking about it. So the point I'm making is we have watched this progression and now we have the American people more awake to these ideologies that are subverting our constitutional republic than ever. The question is, what will the globalists do? Will they pull the rug out from underneath us with hyperinflation, bank collapses, going to digital? Uh, will it be allowing terrorist attacks to occur in America? You know we have Hezbollah here. We have Hamas here. Yeah. We know we have uh, Iran's assassination unit 910 here. This is all provable, a lot of it by federal trials and documents. Um, we have the World Economic Forum warning that a, a global uh, cyber attack could come that would make COVID look like a walk through the park, says Klaus Schwab. So will they allow the grid to go down? What will they do in order to cause the American people to go where they otherwise never would go? That's what George McGregor, uh, James McGregor Burns said in 1984 in his book, Power to Lead. He was a globalist. The founding fathers have been too smart for us, too shrewd, frail tinkering and bridges won't get the job done. We can only get the American people to go where we need them to go under a stupendous political and economic crisis. So what crisis wow. will they manufacture now that the American yeah, maybe, people are awake? Yeah, maybe a war as well. Hey, Brandon, we're going to take a real quick uh, break and we'll be right back because I want to talk about this. But first, uh, just a quick break here on the Joe Hawk okay. Show. Thanks. And we'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Who says legislation isn't a contact sport? We nearly came to blows today in the United States Senate as Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma squared off against Sean Butterbean O'Brien, the general president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. O'Brien had been very critical of Mullen on X, tweeting, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Just a clown and a fraud, always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me, any place, any time, cowboy. Mark Wayne Mullen read that tweet and said, here is a place, now is a time you want to go? And Butterbean said, let's go. Cooler heads like Bernie Sanders intervened. They weren't going to come to blows anyway. This wasn't quite the caning of abolitionist Republican Senator Charles Sumner by pro-slavery Democrat Senator Preston Brooks of South Carolina in 1856, but it was good to see a Republican show a little spine, show a little enthusiasm for his position. Now, if we can only get Mark Wayne as focused on election integrity efforts and on budgetary issues as he is on posts on X. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Prescription drug pricing points to corporate Freedom of the press is about your right to know. It's about your right to be informed. Today, no. there are real threats to press freedom and your right to know about the world around us. We must protect our right to know, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Before it's too late, understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. You're with Joe Hoff on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT.
And we're back with Brandon House. We we're just talking during the break. What is going to happen next? What's going on, Brandon? You got some news on. Uh, and there you go. You're looking great. The um, I love the vest. I need to get me one. Was that, next was time I we're centered, on. Was I off centered last time? Well, I, I to me you look you look great. Uh, there's <laughs> we got some picky guys behind the scenes, but uh, now you look great. The, um, as long as I was just centered, the, as long uh, as I was leaning to the right, not the left. That's all right. <laughs> that's yeah yeah always to the right and um what were you saying here during the break about some of these magazines how they're threatened by trump and what's going on yeah i think it was the economist and one other they've got trump on the cover and or silhouette of him casting a long shadow and you know he's the greatest threat to the world in 2024 i mean this some of the screenshots we showed yesterday the, the either they're just trying to sell magazines and papers or they really are in a panic and I am noticing some of the media are today and yesterday talking about Trump is really showing his authoritarian side because of some of the things that he has said uh, at his rallies. And, the, uh, you know, Mike Davis, you know, is saying, make me your attorney general, President Trump, and I'll crush these guys. I think they yeah. are afraid of a boomerang. And I, I don't know. Again, I, I who knows what these people can really pull off and <clears throat> what they hope to pull off. But can't if there's enough people that turn out for the election. And that's my that's my issue. It, like Kerry Lake, so many people waited. They voted the day of the election. They had to try to mess up the machine. So there were long lines. People left. But yeah. I think she won that election. I think she won that election hands oh, yeah. down. Right. But they stole right. it, I believe. And so and of course, I think Trump won in 2020. But if they have so many people show up, does it overwhelm the algorithm? And I think that's what happened in 2016. I think he overwhelmed the algorithm. They weren't ready for yeah. him. They thought we'll be ready for him in 2020. But what if you have so many first-time voters, Democrats, independents that come out in huge numbers and vote for Donald yeah. Trump? Do they know yeah. that the demand for the return of some kind of you know, regular America, the return for that is going to be so great that they cannot pull off the PR move that... <laughs> that Gavin Newsom really won or whoever it's going to be because yeah. there's no way it's going to be Biden do you think no no way uh well I don't know who is it going to be Biden or not Biden or Newsom or whoever I don't know I don't know um but can this guy hold out another matter. year Biden I don't yeah like, is he even going to make it physically another year I don't know guys totally lost you're right it's just uh trump came out with a medical report yesterday by the way everything's fine it's uh his he has doctor says he's excellent you know even in the mind and uh, we certainly know that but you'd never see that with biden nobody in their right mind i remember i remember hillary's doctor came out before the 2016 said she was fine and we were we were putting up a gateway pundit this lady's you know she's having seizures yeah, <laughs> literally seizures standing in front of her uh van there right at that 9 11 event yeah yeah, she 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 leaves the event, walks over to the curb, stands there. She she turns into like a two by four as the van pulls up. They had to like somebody said they chucked her in the van like a slab of meat. She lost a shoe. Uh, the shoe the uh, Secret Service car pulls up behind her van. Re some guy reaches down, grabs her shoe, and then they take off. And then about five, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple hours later, she's out playing catch with some little kid outside her daughter's uh, apartment in New York. And you're like, is that really her, first of all? And uh, the other thing is, she, they, they because the news came out, well, it's because she had pneumonia. 
And you're like, okay, if you've got pneumonia, why the heck are you outside playing catch with some little kid? Nothing added up. And we saw her doing these crazy things. I remember looking up yep. at balloons at her yep. DNC. Yep. And they were covered. And, then, and yet her doctor came out and said, everything's fine with her. And we, we, I just, that was a lie. She's not healthy. And, she, um, you know, Joe Biden's certainly not either. So. And Gavin Newsom is doing everything you would expect one to do that was looking to run for president, going to China, you know, the trips he's taking. So he's clearly, mm -hmm. you know, building up his resume to try to, to try to run. But I'll tell you, this this economy is another reason people are so upset. You know, it's always uh, what what was it during the uh, George H. Bush, Bill Clinton era? One of uh, Clinton's yeah. guys, says, the economy, stupid. Remember? And so so many yeah. issues come down to the economy. And yet here we have this massive inflation that people are experiencing at the grocery yeah. store and in the cost of living and healthcare and so many things. And um, these banks are in big trouble. I mean, you're an auditor, you know, but the, these banks are having massive liquidity problems. I read almost on a daily basis about somebody being denied taking money out of their account, um, trying to wire money. We, we, we work with a precious metals company that we've worked with for 16, 17 years. And a couple other guys have become very close friends uh, and their CEO, of course, is. And um, uh, they tell me routinely of clients that say, hey, I want to purchase precious metals. And they go to the bank to wire the money. And the bank says to them, we don't think it's in your best interest to do this. And they won't wire the money. They, they have to write wow. a check. They have to write a check and have a check overnighted. And if you go and look up, you'll see all these banks that are denying people withdrawals locking their accounts down. Uh, and we were talking several years ago that when this thing gets under full full steam, the liquidity problem with these banks, you'll see these banks putting in capital controls. And I think that's what you're mm. starting to see, which tells you how bad off many of these banks really are. Yeah. And as you have continue to have these bank failures, and I think that you're going to see more of that into 2024, um, and more people struggling financially, are people going to really want to continue down this path of Biden economics? I don't think they are. No way. Yeah, but you're right. And, and the banks, you know, have all these requirements that you have to be within these certain margins, et cetera, and all these various measurements. And with interest rates skyrocketing, all of a sudden the bank's portfolios plummeted. So instead of having a billion dollars in assets, you're down to whatever, 700 million. That's a pretty significant hit on these banks and yet they still have to somehow comply with these measurements that the government puts them in and that's why we saw big banks like silicon valley uh, bank go under and uh the way though that bank was still a screwy because the u.s government came in and backed all their assets and that was something that was unheard of before and Which you, i the think question, there's a whole story there are they going to do that with everybody so that's the question no, they are they going to everybody no, was on a special deal because of who was politically involved and it was a political decision yeah. Yeah. I heard, uh, well, maybe FTX was, was involved in that bank as well. And, and certainly we know that they had a bunch of uh, Chinese investments coming out of that bank as well. So we, we basically covered, uh, China's, uh, asset, assets in, uh, in that, when that thing collapsed and that was, that was, unheard, you know, unheard of, you know, China, why are we protecting China? But that's the Biden regime. I mean, day after day, we're seeing this connection with China they're trying to kill us. I saw Gordon Chang did a piece at Daily uh, Daily uh, Caller where he writes up, these guys are trying to kill us with fentanyl. They're not stopping, and she could stop it on any day he wants. He doesn't want to. He wants to kill Americans with this fentanyl. The new way of warfare. We're under attack. It's, 
It's yeah. that 1999 book by the two Chinese communist colonels, um, Unrestricted Warfare. They talk about bioweapons and the drugs, whatever you can to carry out the new way of warfare, not kinetic bombs. They'll go with that if they have no choice, but otherwise they're going to go the new the new way, financial collapse, drug war, cyber war, you know, uh, information operation war. And we know that a lot of these groups that are in the street protesting over Israel, those are the same characters that were in the street in 2020 being funded by the same group. It's the same globalist, Marxist, Chinese front groups funding a lot of this, you know, to put these people in the streets. So last time it was Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Now it's uh, pro uh, anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas, you know, and th that which again brings up another issue. I, we played a video the other day of a guy in the UK just going out and filming all of the Palestinian flags in his neighborhood, which are really now Hamas flags. And uh, that's what they really stand for is, is the, you know, the Gaza is run by Hamas, who the people elected. And I saw a poll yesterday, 75, about 75 percent of the people in the Gaza support Hamas and what they did. This was after October 7th. So this guy's filming in the streets and saying, look at all these pro-Palestinian Hamas flags. This is right after October 7th. What is wrong? These are people that have come here to the UK. They don't want to assimilate. They, they, they want to celebrate yeah. a, a terrorist organization. That's all he said. Okay. That's all he said. Mm -hmm. Put that on Facebook. And a few hours later, and we have the video of that too, because his family was filming. A few hours later, he's being cuffed and arrested for hate speech in the UK. <laughs> okay. That, this is the kind of stuff you and I say on the air every day. Okay. Yeah. They have, the UK is gone. Kiss the yeah. UK goodbye. And now they're rolling out, of course, mm. digital currency at a high speed. Uh, one of the, I think the guys from, um, I don't know if it was a, a guy, a, a Dutch member, or, but one of them came out the other day, gave a, an update on social media saying, I just came out of a meeting. These guys are going to run full speed for CBDC, central bank digital currencies and digital ID by 2026. I'm doing everything I can to stop it. The UK is gone. Americans had better wake yeah. up. And by the way, they're turning out in numbers over there in the streets. The pro Sharia, pro Islam are turning out in the streets in such huge numbers. And we've been warning about that with people like Annie Cyrus and Sharam Hadi and, and Usama Dakdog, yeah. guys that they were born in Iran, that speak, or lived in Egypt, born and raised in Egypt, speak Arabic, speak Farsi. They've been tracking these guys for years, their whole life. This is what they came out of. And they've been warning Americans this is coming here. And they've been saying, watch the UK because they're just a few years ahead of us. So I'll tell you something. If we lose this next election, I believe the ability for you and I to get on radio or TV and speak freely yeah. is going to come. There's going to be great curtails already in Canada. Yeah. You can't get on oh, the there radio. There already is. Yeah. Say whatever well, you want even here. Canada. Well, even here, we're, we're, our, our advertisers get censored. The U.S. government's paying for it. We found that out recently um, by uh, paying for a U.K. entity to, to attack our advertisers. We're, we're having the government send millions to Twitter to censor conservatives. We've got uh, the Department of Defense uh, paying off these fact checkers who are nothing but, uh, you know, attackers of conservative free speech. And then that's it. I, I had Pamela Geller on my show some time ago. and She said, you know, it's all everything. The foundation is free speech. I mean, God gave us free speech. You can't take it away. It's a God-given gift. And right. yet man's always, these monsters, the tyrants are always trying to stop it. 
And uh, she says, but without free and fair elections, free speech is gibberish. And I think she's absolutely right. It's like we've if and you're you're absolutely right, Brandon. They will crush us next. It will be will be and they won't do it nicely. It's not like they'll just take down your show. They will come. They will arrest you, maybe your family and just destroy you economically, et cetera. These are monsters that we're dealing with. That's what I like about that guy from Argentina. Yeah, he was saying that yes. these yes. guys are monsters. You don't give them an inch. You cannot inch. give them an inch. You can't give them an inch. Yeah. That's what he said. And, you know, we, yeah. we just had a guy with the FCC come out and say that the Biden administration wants to pass this regulation where they have the government in full control of the Internet. And then you add the fact that the United Nations, the United Nations Education Scientific Cultural Organization, UNESCO, They've come out and said they want to control the Internet. So our government is trying Let me tell you what they're doing. They're tr- our government's trying to take control of the Internet. And then when they have full control of it, they will cede that authority to the U.N. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Obama had already done that, didn't he? Right before Trump came in, he he, he made this thing that was ours, he gave it to uh, some entity outside the U.S. It was like, what what's going on here, Obama? Who really are you and what are you really for? I think he's behind all of this. I think Soros Absolutely. is behind it. And these people hate America. They hate America. And, and then for you whatever the their Soros ideologies. DAs. The Soros yeah. DAs. They're destroying these cities. Absolutely destroying yeah. them. I mean, look what they've yeah. done to St. Louis and Kansas City and Chicago and and and, and Memphis, Tennessee. I live outside of Memphis. Um, we, we've got crime spiking here, making national news. Someone, a uh, bunch of young folks uh, blocked in a FedEx. FedEx is headquartered in Memphis and they blocked right. a FedEx truck at a stoplight, cut the bolt on the back and started emptying a semi-trailer right in the middle of the street. Um, we had a, a guy shot the other day uh, uh, right out front of a hospital, a children's hospital, a research hospital. I mean, the things that are happening now are ridiculous. And I was talking to an elected city official the other day and the city elected official said to me, Brandon, what they're doing is they they get the 15, 16 year olds to go out and do the, the smash and dash or the carjackings. And then their moms come down and get them out and sign them out of jail. So the older guys, the 30, 40 year old older guys get the 15 and 16 year olds to carry out the crime because the system is set up where mom can just come down there and sign them out and get them out of jail. You know, they're juveniles. And so you've got teenagers carrying out what the adults used to do. Now they got the teenagers doing it. I was talking to this guy and he said that in one of the towns in the Mid-South, they have the ability to know who's coming into the town with the camera systems that scan the license plate, right? So they're scanning the license plates to see if stolen cars are coming into this suburb of Memphis. And they have about 200 cars a month coming into this middle to upper class community. This is a middle to upper class community that mostly criminals stayed away from because the cops they know mean business, right? But they've so destroyed so many of the businesses in in the city of Memphis that have closed down after COVID and everything else that they got to go where the shops are, where the money is. So about two, he said about 200 cars a month are coming into this middle to upper class suburb of Memphis and the cars are stolen. And yeah, the reason they're coming in with stolen cars is so they can carry out the crimes and then ditch yeah. the car. Yeah, it's unbelievable what's happening. Brennan, we're going to have to go, but thanks so much for coming on. It's great yes. seeing you. You look great as always. And thanks. Always uh, love talking to you. So thank you, Joe. Appreciate, appreciate all you're doing. It's a great really teamwork. Love. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you.